Six minutes past nine o'clock. If your libido is as non-existent as your social life at the moment, fear not. Not being interested in sex during a global crisis is completely normal, they say, because a pandemic is, after all, very, very unsexy. But at the same time, I know people who have been going at it like rabbits. At the same time, I know people who, even though they live with their partner, just don't feel that sexy at all. Dr. Anthony Smith is a GP, a sexual health practitioner, and also the president of the South African Sexual Health Association. Dr. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Nothing really sexy about a a global health crisis, is there? No, thank you, Lester. No, a global health uh, crisis is the last thing on your, is the the first thing on your mind, should I say, and uh, sex and your libido is going to erode in the face of that. So exactly as you said earlier, it's a very interesting thing because the majority of people are having less sex and desire definitely is diminishing. And then there's a small percentage of people who curiously are increasing in their desire, increasing in their sexual activity. So there is this strange division, but by by and large, for the most part, people's libidos and the amount of sex that they're having is decreasing during a pandemic. Is this because the familiarity of, look, let's let's work on the premise that you are in the same household with your with your partner or with the person who, who mm. you live with. Is it that familiarity that 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 breeds the the not contempt is a very strong word, but just the the same old same old. I'm seeing this person every day for 24 hours in their grey pajamas for the last 70 plus days. There's nothing too sexy about that. Leslie, you're absolutely right. There are many different reasons for it, but that, I would say, is one of the prime reasons. You know, in order for libido and the erotic energy to be cultivated and be strong, you need a little bit of separation and distance and challenge. Mm. And this may be the case that in the early stage, the novelty of the whole thing uh, increases libido. But if your boundaries are diminished, if you are with somebody all the time, if the there's no challenge or no um, obstacle or, or nothing which is mm. stopping you and giving you that, that moment where there's a little bit of separation and time for anticipation, then it really kind of has some of that spark taken out of it. And uh, it then becomes something potentially which is perfunctory and something which is performative rather than something which is thought about and cultivated. So it's definitely the case that over-familiarity is not particularly good for libido. It, it, does, it does work the other way a little bit as well, mm-hmm. um, in that um, for some people, the, 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 the kind of excitement and the, the fear and the anxiety of the pandemic, mm-hmm. in fact, kindles their desire. Um, there's a small percentage of people who have that. I mean, they're a small percentage, I just want to stress that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You, you, a little bit of anxiety and being a little bit on edge is shown to to be good for desire. But obviously, with the pandemic and the catastrophizing and all the ang- the stress that comes with it, you know that's definitely very poor for the people. I, I was once told the theory of in times and periods of great stress or even financial, existential, whatever stress or threats to to oneself. Our 
our genes want to want to spread. Our genes want to, you know, go on to a next generation. So there is the theory, and you can maybe say whether I'm right or wrong because sex can be totally can be totally for the sake of of, of sex, or sex could be for the sake of reproduction. That people's libido sort of increase in times of great stress because there's something in our genes that say we need to go on, we need to spread, we need to move forward. Any truth to that? There is an element of truth to that, and there's a psychological theory um, which captures that, which basically, I think it's called something like terror management uh, theory, where, where the, the, the sense of your own mortality, the sense that your own existential existence is at threat, promotes a certain amount of risk-taking and a more of a, a generative response. So you want to go out there and you want to do things which may be a little bit more uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. And so the libidinous energy, the life energy, is because that's what a libidinous energy is, actually responds to the threat of death and the threat of mortal danger mm-hmm. by becoming stronger. So under certain kinds of conditions, there is that energy. And, and, and I think this is very true for a percentage of people. We are speaking to Dr. Anthony Smith. He's a sexual health practitioner, also president of the South African Sexual Health Association. If you have any questions regarding either your underactive or, luckily for you, overactive libido during this time of lockdown, give me a call. 021-446-0567 or drop me a WhatsApp. 072-567-1567. Of course, many single people living by themselves. Lockdown has been a very lonely place for many people and many people have been finding ways to to occupy themselves. Nothing wrong with satisfying your libido with a little bit of self-love over the course of, of lockdown, is there, doctor? No. Well, the, the, the feelings, the hormones, the chemicals which course through your brain during uh, a sexual experience, whether it's with somebody else or with yourself, um, that, you know, it's, it's all the same to some degree. And under periods of stress, sometimes the comfort of that and the oxytocin and the dopamine which is released can be, um, can be something which is a small reward in the face of an otherwise rather hostile environment. And um, I'm afraid, you know, if, uh, if, if you don't have a, a, a partner, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with being able to find and kindle your own sexual energy by yourself. Um, and I, I think this is, is absolutely um, a good thing to be doing. Using the analogy of, of cigarettes, I know someone, I know a person who um, during the best of times, even if they have a packet of cigarettes and they go without cigarettes for a long time, they're not complaining. But even but now that the sale of cigarettes has been banned, they are stressing. Is it similar to people who don't have access to the regular or sexual partners that now during this time of lockdown may go out, may break um, lockdown regulations and may go find sex in places because of this fear of being alone. And we don't know when it's all going to end. It may also, you know, end up in, in, don't want to say risky behavior, but in some behavior where people are going out to go look for sex right now. Yeah, I mean, it could be the case. And I see this in my own practice. I've seen a few different examples. The one is that there's been so many 
stresses, economic, psychological, physical stresses that people are having. And there's a group of people who will um, treat their own stress by acting out sexually. And, you know, riskier forms of sex are often ways of uh, treating your own mental health issues. And under these conditions, people will take more more, um, more risks mm. um, and perhaps do things that otherwise they wouldn't think of doing. It all really depends a lot on your pre-existing personality and the pattern with which you um, are wanting to, you know, you, you pursue sexual activity. And for some people who've got low libidos as their normal state, this is a, a relief to them. You know, if mm. they, but, but for other people who've got high libidos and perhaps are more used to... Um, uh, kind of pursuing or being partnered and they don't have access to a partner, it can be incredibly frustrating. Mm. And so, but then of course, is the anticipation of trying to figure out how they're going to connect because now we're all being trained to stay away from other people's bodies mm. and other people's spaces. And now it's almost becoming an automatic thing that if somebody comes to you and puts their hand out to shake your hand, you flinch and you, you stand back. So there's this paradox. We want intimacy. We want to touch. And yet at the same time, if somebody comes towards us, we're also like flinching if we don't know them particularly well. So it creates a conflict and possibly more anxiety. That, that's a very, very important uh, topic to raise because I have been put off shaking hands altogether probably for for forever. I would rather touch your elbow or mm. I, I've, I've always done the, the, the uh, sort of the forehand, forearm shake. I try not to shake people's hands and of course when you're starting to meet new people or even if you uh, meeting people for uh, a no strings attached um you know uh, situation there is this concern am i putting myself at risk and that itself is is a uh, is a mood killer in itself yes i mean now if you imagine two single people coming together and having to have a conversation and you know, before maybe they would have to have a conversation about uh, sexually transmitted illnesses but now um, they need to worry not necessarily that COVID is a sexually transmitted illness, because for the most part it isn't, mm. but just physical, close physical contact is a risk. So you, you now have to negotiate that and think, you know, where does this person come from or not, or just disregard that altogether, which mm. is a risk for yourself. So suddenly being single becomes quite a tricky situation mm. um, and, and, and a lot more problematic than it would have been before the pandemic. And this leads quite nicely into our next uh, WhatsApp. First, we'll be speaking to Dr. Anthony Smith. Uh, we are talking lockdown and libido. How has your desire been? How has your, your drive been during lockdown? Uh, let me know. Give me a call. If you're not, uh, if you're too shy to come on air, send me a voice note and, uh, give yourself a different name. 021-446-0567 on the always open open line and dropping that WhatsApp 0725671567. Dr. Anthony, here's the question. Um, just before lockdown, I finally decided I'm ready to date again. Right now, I have no desire for sex or to masturbate either, but the threat of being alone scares me is that normal ask the listener well i mean i would say absolutely normal because there's so many reasons for why your libido d would diminish under these circumstances but we sometimes um would differentiate the need for sex which is a, a you know very uh, human animal type desire with the need for intimacy which mm. really is a, is linked but a, a, a somewhat different part of the brain and, and different um, connection that you're looking for. And that need for intimacy fulfills many, many things. So what I'm hearing here 
is that the the the, the requirement for for sex is is the energy for that is less, but the 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 need to connect with somebody and and the fulfilment for that is um, is still very much there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would very much say that as um, we'll be still going to go through a fair amount of time with this pandemic in, in Cape Town, but as it settles down, um, you know, normality will come back to itself again. But that need for intimacy can can be fulfilled in many other ways mm-hmm. by connecting and reaching out and being able to uh, kind of cultivate deep and intimate relationships without sexual activity, and then that will come back. That will that will mm-hmm. that will you know, emerge and return. Let's go to a quick voice note now. Oh seven two five six seven one five six seven. Let's have a listen. Um, hi, Lester. I just want to say that this topic of um, low libido fascinates me. I do think that because there are linkages to, you know, a sort of deterioration of both health and well-being um, of people as a result of this lockdown, I do definitely think that sex or a low sex drive is what is happening to a lot of us. Um, as somebody who is young, as somebody who generally is on the prowl all the time, um, well, not all the time, um, I have, you know, firsthand sort of like experience of this where I am just, I'm not even in the mood for self-play or self-love as you have been um, coining it um, this evening. Um Da is niet die tijd daarvoor nie. Or da is niet die energie daarvoor nie. Because everything happening around us is just so stressful. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of a, of a story someone told me, um, doctor, in that they, uh-huh. they enjoyed the sex for the time spent with someone and in and yeah. enjoying the... If 45 minutes to an hour or whatever time, an, an amount of time, you know, enjoying someone else's body. Uh, but this person opened up to me and said, well, if I'm just busy with myself, it's less than five minutes and it's all done. And I don't really feel too happy with myself. Yes, for the brief moment of 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 cli- of climax it's great but afterwards it's not the same as you know enjoying another person's body for a set amount of time yes well absolutely less i mean it wouldn't be the same because you are there's so many different levels in which you're connecting with somebody else um in in, in that scenario you know just the, the level of intimacy the touch the connection the feeling of security, um, the feeling of not being alone. Um, I mean, many people really fear that at times like this, if you do happen to be single or you self-isolating alone, um, you know, your, your, your aloneness can be brought out to you for certain people. I mean, some people don't mind it too much. Um, and if you're overcome by anxiety, then the last thing you want is to have, um, you know, the, the sexual element is, is a little bit less um, important to you, but maybe the feeling of being held mm. is a much more important one. Um, but, but I mean, I think what the, what the caller is saying is is absolutely is absolutely right. It's very very hard to have that part of your your body and your brain which is 
usually the, the, the libidinous side, which is usually fed by spontaneity, by play, by openness, if you're in an environment of, um, of restriction where you know, your boundaries and your days are all seeming to be the same, you're not able to exercise and be in touch with your body in other ways, um, the libido is part of that. It's part of this larger energy which is being curtailed and put into a small place and not allowed to express itself in an open way. And so it's very understandable what the caller is saying here, but the need to communicate and to, to feel a connection with somebody, well, that doesn't go away. And in fact, if anything, that increases. Mm. Dr. Anthony Smith is taking your calls and your WhatsApp voice notes. We are talking about lockdown and lockdown libido. How has your drive been? Are you feeling a little bit lonely? Have you been quite busy this lockdown? Give me a call, 021-446-0567 or that WhatsApp number, 0725671567. Let's uh, listen to another listener. Evening, Lister. Nice show. Yeah, sex. Sex can be dull and it can be exciting. So put some spice in your life. You know, I have a, a young girlfriend. I'm in my 60s and she's in her late 30s. And she said one day to me, she says, Neiman, the sex is getting a bit dull. Let's try something new. I said, how good. And so there are various sex aids on the market, you know. And if you can't find it, and my girlfriend said to me, buddy, butter, can we 3D print it? I said, why not? So, yeah. And you'd be surprised when I 3D print in the range of sex aids for my neighbors and for people who want it. But yes, <laughs> with the lockdown, it does affect uh, sex overall, you know, because of stress. But yes, interesting subject. I like your guest's uh, comment, Frederick Strand. Mm. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Frederick. Let me know what you are 3D printing. <laughs> Look, I, I, I love, I, I love the openness. Um, there is about spicing things up. Uh, it's very difficult, as I said earlier, if you're in pajamas all day, and especially if there are kids around. Kids are still not at schools. Kids are with you also 24-7. It's very difficult for, uh, for a couple to maintain that, 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 uh, that excitement during this time, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this, uh, this is something that you see quite a lot is that if you are in a position where, as you said earlier, that familiarity is breeding, as you said, content may be a strong word, mm. then you're placed in a position where your, okay, your leader is down. The excitement is waning a little bit, and suddenly you're thinking, well, what are we going to do? Now, if you are a couple who've got a very, very narrow repertoire of sexual kind of activity, you know, you do it in a very particular way, you do one thing, you get it over with, and that's the thing that you do, uh, and you don't have a lot of flexibility in your capacity to change, you're going to really have a hard time. For those people who are a little bit more open to experiment, who maybe have a wider repertoire, who are able to change and mix things up a little bit, or are open to new ideas, because one thing that we see under these circumstances is that you do need to engage your creativity. Mm. You have to be able to kind of utilize ideas and thoughts which are able to expand. And just as this, as this, uh, this caller has, has described so well, um, you've got to be able to adapt and then move on. So those couples who are able to creatively adapt to the circumstances will actually come away finding 
new aspects mm. of themselves and it will be a boon to their sex lives. But others may in fact find that there's increasing conflict, difficulty with their partners, and maybe even pre-existing problems that have been buried come to the fore again. So it's a real interesting dilemma that people will feel under these circumstances. And, and like any industry trying to, you know, g- gain a leverage during this time, even the adult entertainment industry, uh, I, I, I've read, um, before, as lockdown started, the, uh, the website Pornhub was offering free subscriptions to almost all every country in the world. It's, they said it was their, uh, their contribution to people who were, who were staying alone at home. And these industries will take advantage and, they will, you know, try and help people spice up their the, the sex life, whether you are, if you are into into pornography as an aid. Yes, no, and I, I, as I understand, the online sex toy industry has had a little bit of a, a boom. So they, they definitely have uh, have benefited from this. Um, so, if, you know, if, if, if your inclination is towards using combinations of technology, um and also, as I understand, Tinder has opened up um, their international roaming sites to those who are on the kind of free option, which, which essentially means that you can then connect with other people all over the world. And, of course, you're not going to be able to meet up with them in person, but that opens up the capacity to be able to meet, chat, discuss, and maybe form kind of more interactive technolo- techno- technology-led ways of communicating, which can um, be sexual without being even in the same place. And, so, and, that, and, and that's very ex- interesting. People are still making connections, but they don't have to be in the same physical space to, to, to make that relationship connection that maybe in the future can develop into something physical. But on the onset of lockdown, we had... On the onset of lockdown, we had various uh, lobby groups like the mm-hmm. Sex Worker Education Advocacy Task Force calling on the president to to make sex work uh, an essential service. I understand it's a, mm. it's a livelihood and it's my belief sex work is a form of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, how do you physically distance during a, 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 a sexual act? Um, we can't expect that the um, that the sex industry has been inactive over the last seventy plus days, maybe even receiving a, a boom or a boost, even. Yes, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't really comment on that um, because that is a really difficult area. Mm. Uh, and uh, I mean, maybe now with the the level coming down a little, it's it's opened up a little bit because people are able to. But um, it is a very tricky area. And I I mean, as a doctor Mm. who also sees quite a lot of COVID-positive patients, um, you know, one understands what the risk is of of close contact. And while COVID isn't a sexually transmitted disease, you know, the kind of closeness that entails in any kind of sexual contact is definitely one which gives the possibility of transmitting it. And, of course, you don't necessarily know where you're coming or where you're going from. So it really is difficult. And I think I have a great deal of sympathy for sex for the sex worker industry because mm. their usual form of livelihood will be cut off like so many other people. Mm. Um, and sometimes there are alternative ways of getting around it, um, you know, by, by using technology to connect and communicate in ways which aren't necessarily physically close. Mm. But uh, it's like so many other industries, I suspect that they've really had a hard time. Mm. 
Um, question here on the WhatsApp line. Are we going to be expecting COVID babies in nine months time? Is that, is that usually rule of thumb? People make fun of, of September babies because their parents or they were, were busy over December or December babies because their parents were busy over Valentine's Day. Is there a rule of thumb to this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the expectation. You, that you, you, you'd, admit, you'd immediately, intuitively think that that's the case. But, but in fact, the studies, as I understand them, show that people are having less sex. So it will remain to be seen what happens. But um, overall, even though we've mentioned that small group of people who are having more sex, overall, there's less sexual activity during this particular time. And I think it is due to the unique um, characteristics of this pandemic, mm. which may be contributing to it. So I'm... Not sure if that's going to be the case, but like so much about this virus and this pandemic, I suppose that time will tell. Dr. Smith, allow me to be the first person to tell you on radio, expect another kivet in November. (laughs) 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 Our our calculations were before lockdown, so it's fine. Congratulations in anticipation. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Smith is a GP, he's a sexual health practitioner, and he's president of the South African Sexual Health Association. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.